Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James. Today we're talking about Lorcana Week, so without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. This week we chatted with Artem, Martin, and Rafa already about the special event in Germany and put that out as a bonus episode. And today, we are joined by our friend and special guest, Eric Switzer of The Gamer, to talk all about Lorcana Week. Welcome, welcome, Eric. How's it going, man? My friends! (laughs) So good to have you on. Is there anything to talk about? Is there anything going on? It's been kind of slow. Some, (laughs) a little bit, little bits here and there. You know, the usual. We really have to scrape the bottoms of Twitter and Reddit and... uh, uh discord to get any bits of a news these days <laughs> this is but the really. first uh lorcana show i listened to even before i like really knew you guys and this is my favorite lorcana show so oh. thanks for having me on oh shucks don't tell all the other lorcana shows that i am, have been on <laughs> right, your, your secret is safe then <laughs> the, the question is Until friday is, yeah why did it take so long to get you on this show what are we doing I ask you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just like we had to build the hype. You know, we had to get to Lorcana week. And it's like, <laughs> okay, now, now the the prestige of having Eric on is worth having him on. But, it is definitely okay. the best time to chat. Yeah, yes. we we had to rise to your level. Okay, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. So, let's get started. I mean, we're basically just going to be talking like like. Like you couldn't figure it out. We're going to be talking about Lorcana Week, uh, but while we're leading, let's lead up into Lorcana Week. So you you mentioned that online that you have had all of this stuff since that Rapunzel reveal that you filmed that you've had been sitting on like the decks and every all this information. So what's it been like the past few weeks? Not only getting ready for Lorcana Week, but not being able to like reveal all this stuff that you have know about Lorcana Week. Uh, torture. I mean, okay, I know no one is going to feel bad for the guy with all the Lorcana cards. Everybody wants the cards. I'm sure you would rather have them than not have them. But I got to say, sitting here with all these cards and no one to play with, except my lovely wife, who's very understanding, uh, it's been brutal. It's been so hard to have, to know the deck list, to have the cards, uh, and all these cards that no one saw until today, uh, and not be able to, t- to tell anyone. It's a... Uh, it's fun, but it was hard. <laughs> I can't even imagine the self-control that you must have had. I mean, <laughs> because it's not like, I mean, it's not like you're just a journalist who's assigned to cover Lorcana. You're actually in the community and a part of it. And so to have this knowledge, it's like, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing that you got it, but a curse that you had this knowledge that you had to keep to yourself. So nobody's going to be able to go back through the discord at this point. I mean, how many messages get posted there day? Thousands. It's just a never ending conversation. But if you could go back some weeks, I mean, you can just filter to the things I said. So maybe I shouldn't reveal this, but I told people about the app. I told people that when the app was coming, all the cards were going to be revealed. I may not have said it that explicitly, but I definitely said that in the discord and nobody paid attention nobody noticed (laughs) i mean if it wasn't explicit then i mean they were probably arguing about uh, sideboards or (laughs) something like that so it's like there was some much more important conversations going on at the time (laughs) right i didn't i didn't say anything about full art buzz lightyear so nobody noticed yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh sure Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Are we getting a full art Buzz Lightyear? Just teasing. <laughs> Just teasing. So, so in having to hold it all in, uh, you did you did release the article today. Uh, was it it was today? Yeah, it's been a long day. Today about uh playing like a hundred games with these starter decks. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you managed to play with your wife. How did you get in a hundred games if so, like, who could you play with? Like, was was there anyone else you could play a game with? Wait, wait, wait. To piggyback off this, because in the article you mentioned how you did gold fishing, where you played against yourself. What percentage of those hundred games were gold fishing? <laughs> and then uh, answer that in addition to James' question. 
a lot. I played a lot of games by myself. But you know what? It's way not only is it easier than it sounds, it's actually like way more challenging than it sounds too. You should try it. Like get two decks and play both hands like you're trying to win. I would and if I could. Really, it's really weird how quickly your mind gets into this mode where every time you pick up a hand, that's your hand. And you can almost forget what the other hand is. And I was playing games where I was getting down to the last turn and I didn't know which hand was going to win. Like, it, I don't know if it's something specific to this game. It's not something I've done a lot or at all with like Pokemon or magic or anything, but for Lorcana play, playing against yourself, surprisingly satisfying. Um, but I did that a lot and I was like taking notes and I was like very deliberately working my starting hand and trying to lean into the strategies of the deck and really just like picking these starter decks apart because I have known at, everyone has known for some time that these starter decks are going to be, available and a lot of cards probably won't be so like i have a pretty good feeling that we're going to be able to get these starter decks and nothing else and we're going to be playing with these starter decks probably for a while um and you know hopefully we'll get packs here and there that we can use to boost them up and make them a little stronger but i don't know about you guys but i have a pretty good feeling that we're going to be able to get starter decks and we're only going to have starter decks a lot of us my local game store they had because they had so limited product and it's not the one that i've been working with this is a different one what they did was they created a season pass where you paid it was 75 dollars, and with that 75 dollars, you got a, a starter deck and then you got free entry into weekly events so there's two events a week and at the start of each week or the first time you go you get two booster packs. So over the course of six weeks, you get 12 booster packs and uh free entry into the tournament. So what you're saying is true. Like we're going to start out with starter decks and every week we're going to get two boosters to uh customize these starter decks with. That's not a lot. James and no. I have the same store out here and they haven't announced what, uh when they're going to be doing events, but they did say that that's where you're going to be able to get product is from those events. And we yeah. signed up for where was this other one in San Diego, right? San Diego. We we signed up for a starter deck tournament in San Diego. You're going to Saturday. San Diego. We're driving down to San Diego just to do a starter deck tournament, just to get a starter deck on, yeah. on like the day after release. So then we'll do it at our local store too. So we're just going to end up with so many starter decks. It's awesome. Which is fine because <laughs> we'll get that extra booster pack. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So it was really important to me to be able to do like really comprehensive and thoughtful guides and like breakdowns for these starter decks, which is not something that I would do with like a typical Pokemon like V battle deck. Who cares? Like those are for little kids. Like nobody's trying to be competitive with a starter deck. But for this first Lorcana set, I think people are going to be playing these starter decks a lot, like a lot more than they ever will ever again. Um, so I spent a lot of time uh, analyzing these decks and trying to get to the heart of, you know, their strategies, their strengths, their weaknesses. And that's a lot of the stuff that I published today uh, on the gamer. Yeah. So if you want some detailed breakdown, there was, there, there's really good articles because you wrote uh, basically like a, the 100 games article. And then you actually did a breakdown of each deck article. Uh, so and there's a ranking and a ranking. Yeah. So there's plenty to read, but, just summarize really quick kind of just the the basics of what you found out about the decks. Sure. So um, I also uh, published a gameplay video with Brian, yes. with Brian Miller this morning uh, on our YouTube channel. And he explains at the beginning of that video that there's like, or maybe it's the interview that's coming out tomorrow. I can't remember. But he explains that there's like a rock, paper, scissors quality to these three decks. And I totally found that to be the case. So uh to quickly summarize them, you've got your Steel Sapphire, which is the ramp deck. So its whole thing is about getting extra ink into your well early so that you can play big bodies and win quickly. Um, it has no evasives, but it has a lot of removal. So it's got action cards like Fire the Cannons and Smash and Grab Your Sword, which are really good for removing small bodies from the board. So it is the deck that beats the uh, Amber Amethyst deck. The Amber Amethyst deck is your weenie deck. It's your go wide. It's the easiest deck to pilot because it's very like playing your own game and forcing everyone else to respond. 
you just fill your board up and quest. And then everyone else has to try to stop you. So it's kind of like a very like solitaire style deck, pretty easy to play. Um, but it is weak to um, steel sapphires, like grab your swords and like, it's kind of like removal antics. Um, but uh, in turn, that Amber Amethyst deck beats the Ruby Emerald deck. The Ruby Emerald deck is your combo deck. It's a control deck. Um, so it's about like removing lore, playing cards like Jasper that stop your opponent from questing, things that can really slow down Steel Sapphire, which is Steel Sapphire's weakness, right? It wants to be able to get in early and get stuff done. Uh, and Ruby Emerald can stop it from doing that. Um, so it plays cards um, that bounce uh, things back into your hand. So you get a big card out and then the Ruby Emerald can like put it right back into your hand, stuff like that. Um, it is weak to the Amber Amethyst because it can't control enough. Once Amber Amethyst fills up the board, the Ruby Emerald deck just can't slow it down. There's too much to deal with. So that's sort of the, the triangle. Uh, the Ruby Emerald beats Steel Sapphire. Steel Sapphire beats Emerald Ameth Amethyst. Emerald Ameth or, uh, Amber Amethyst. Amber Amethyst beats Ruby Emerald. I can't believe I got that mostly out of my mouth. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, and without using all of your shorthand terms, the Ruberald and, and all of that. Steel Fire? Steel Fire. That's what, that's what we have to call them. It's Amethyst, so, Ruberald, and Steel Fire. That's the rule. Call them that. I'm, so I'm when... I know there's gonna like already there's a lot of people who are practicing with these deck lists now. Yeah. You've mentioned that there's a rock, paper, scissor element to it, as did Ryan Miller. Yeah. And when you're at Gen Con, the way that it's described is that you're going to be randomly assigned a deck, but also you're gonna be randomly assigned against people that were also randomly assigned other decks. So is there any like how much benefit is practicing going to be once you get past learning the mechanics of the game that's a great like question if, if i have still sapphire and i go against ruby emerald do i really have much expectation to to beat that person yeah so uh yes for sure you do um because i i'm coming from the perspective of piloting these decks correctly and you can't assume that your opponents at Gen Con playing with the starter decks, many of them for the first time, are going to be piloting these decks correctly. So if you can show up to that tournament or any of your local tournaments, this isn't just like Gen Con advice. This is like launch day advice for any of your local events. If you can show up knowing how to mulligan and knowing how to lean into each deck strategy, you will have the biggest advantage, way bigger than whatever that deck is is like meant to beat right just like knowing which cards to start with and and what order to play them is going to give you an advantage even if that deck is technically weak <laughs> follow-up question here uh i have come to learn how important mulliganing is and i'm trying to remember i read your deck articles do you go over like when you're playing Steel Sapphire, these are the cards you want to look for when you mulligan. Is is that in there? Yep. The So the three starter deck guides okay. all have a mulligan, like starting hand category where we talk about- It was a about, busy day. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, but that, that part of the guide talks about the cards you want to look for, but more importantly, how to think about what, what kind of cards to look for because you're not always going to get a specific starting hand. But it has it has like the philosophy of how a starting hand should play. Good stuff. Okay, so speaking of playing, uh, in all these games you played, did you? What is your just general opinion about gameplay? Like, did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Did you notice there were certain like gaps in the gameplay? Uh, anything about just the general gameplay of it that that really stuck stuck in your mind? Was it fun, James? That's your question. <laughs> yeah, man, of Look, course it's fun. Yeah. I, I'm being like an interviewer here and asking <laughs> hard questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a blast. I like this game uh a lot. And I was gonna like it even just like as a collector, as like a, a Disney adult. Um, but I'm very pleasantly surprised at how much fun the game is to play. Now, these starter decks are super inconsistent. Like the 
you know, the problem is, is they're full of like one-off copies, maybe two. There's no, not a single card has four copies of anything in these decks. So every time you play it, at least for the first, I don't know, 10 games, it's going to feel like a different deck every time. Like you're going to be pulling cards you've never seen before into your hand every single time you play it. These decks are not meant to be good. And Ryan talked about that too in the, uh, in our gameplay video. Um, they're not meant to be competitive decks. They're meant to give you sort of like a breadth of the different strategies and play styles and card types. So um, yeah, I mean, they're balanced against each other, but if somebody has made their own deck, they will wallop any of these starter decks. So, so I like to think of it as the starter decks are step one on the 12 step program of your Lorcana addiction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on your, on your road to acceptance. <laughs> I keep thinking, and I don't know if you followed this on Twitter when it happened, but I can't remember when at one point Steve Warner said that he wanted to play as many games of Lorcana as he could at Gen Con. So I'm just imagining him rolling up with a fully optimized deck. <laughs> we all have our starter decks. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, man. When I, I don't think this was on camera or whatever, but when I met with Ryan last month, he was like, I just want to play, man. I don't, I don't ever get to play, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you think like the, you know, like people think game journalists just play video games all day. We don't, but you think of Ryan and his colleagues just smashing decks into each other and trialing and trialing these decks over and over, but no, they don't, they don't get to like sit down and play all day like, like this. So um, yeah, I bet Steve is really excited to just show up and play cards with people. And the reason why he's going to bring that awesome deck is because he wanted to get a ton of games in. So if he just beats everyone in five turns, he can get in a ton of games. <laughs> Apparently, Steve, Steve's the one to beat. Uh, Ryan said, like, beating him, not that big of a deal. But if you can beat Steve, you might you might actually be good at this game. <laughs> oh, we, we played against Steve at Gamma. Uh, James, myself, and Liam. And he just steamrolled us. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> and this was after he, you know, worked all day, essentially. And then was teaching people to play Lorcana for what was it, like three hours? And then we were up, this was at one in the morning. And, and he still was like, no, no problem. Bing, 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 done. <laughs> it's almost like he invented it. Like something like that. What a fun <laughs> game. I wanted to ask you about the accessories. Because when you were with Ryan, you got to go hand on with the accessories what are your general impressions about the the quality what did you like what didn't you like and uh most importantly what are you gonna buy uh all right i have good news and bad news are you ready ready i it's lorcana week i don't want to spend a lot of time bad mouthing but i gotta be honest still a journalist um okay so i did not get all the accessories what i got was two of the playmats i got maui and i got maleficent and I got the three deck boxes. Uh, the playmats are great, very soft. Just, I mean, I'm sure they're made by the same company as the Pokemon playmats, of which I have many. And uh, they get ratty on the edges over time. You know, the Pokemon ones. I'm looking at one right now. I'm sure that the Lorcana ones will too. What are they? Fifteen bucks? Uh, like 20, 20, 20 bucks, something like that. Um, yeah, they're good. I like them. Uh, they're fine. They're, they're disposable. Um, the deck boxes, I can't, I cannot recommend these deck boxes y'all. Uh, oh man, for a few reasons. So the first time that I saw them, I think it was when you guys were at Gamma, you were sending pictures of them. And I was like, why do they look busted? Like when they're brand new, all the corners are like whited out. Like they've been stressed. Like, cause they just fold, they just take a sheet and then fold it into this box and all the sides and all the edges look stressed, you know, like, like they're falling apart before you've even used them. But the real problem with these deck boxes is that I, I've got, and I'm going to have an article about this. I'm sure Ravensburger isn't going to be thrilled, but I played a couple games outside with like I took the boxes outside and I set up at a table next to my pool. It shaded. It wasn't a million degrees. It was just like a nice day to play outside. And that night I pulled the cards out to play a few more games and it reeked. I think it smells like rotting pumpkins. I've made a bunch of people smell them. No one else agrees it smells like rotting pumpkins, but they all agree that it smells real bad. So 
don't take the boxes outside. Keep them in your bag. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were outside. They were never in direct sunlight. They were just outside. And I guess they warmed up a little bit, but I just smelled it. It smells real, real bad. And it like infected the cards. Like the cards are all sleeved in the box and the cards stink. No. Do they smell like pumpkin spice? Not like pumpkin spice, like the pumpkin that's on your stoop three days after Halloween. That's like its face is caved in. It's turning black. It smells like that. Mm, that's not good. It's so, bad. Is it now? Do we think that this is like production models, that these are actually the ones that were going to get shipped? The boxes? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. The box I have is no different from the box you could buy at the store. I just All think right. they're not good. And I also think that there's plenty of good boxes out there. I mean, I, I, I would think that most people have their preferred deck box company that they buy right. and that they're going to have one, whether they buy a new one or not, or just use a repurpose an old one from another game. I'm, I'm assuming that most dedicated TCG players, but this is not great news for the new people who are coming into the game who may may just be buying it because, oh, look, Mickey's on the front or Elsa and then have this happen. So that's not a great experience. Yeah. Well, you know what? They they, they can only hold like one deck anyway. Like if you want to play this game, you need to get like a long box with dividers and stuff so that you can hold your bulk. You can get your multiple decks in it. Like you don't want to be carrying around all these individual little final boxes anyway. Right. So like... Like, yeah, the art's really nice. I, I'm looking at the Elsa one right now, and and it looks nice. Like, the branding's all there and stuff, but uh, they can do better, and I really hope they do. I really hope they come out with some better stuff in these because I will not be using these boxes. I will get the Stitch Binder, the Servant Stitch Binder I've got my eye on. Yes. I like that a lot. Uh, and the mats are fine. I'm going to use the mats. I really like having, like, the branded mats to play with at the store. Uh, is there anything else? What? Oh, there's sleeves. I'm not going to do that either. Get nice sleeves. Seriously. Get, get katanas or whatever, like whatever your brand of sleeves is. Don't worry about right. those. With what the, else? uh, with the uh, starter decks that you got, did you get the, uh, like play mat that came inside of it and the little punch out tokens? No, no. Um, in that video where I'm playing with Ryan, you can see both of our decks are like pre-sleeved and like penny sleeves or whatever. That's how he gave them to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get the box for the starter deck. I didn't get the tokens or the, the, any of that, like the little map that you fold out. I don't have any of that stuff. I just got the decks themselves. Going back to the boxes. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to buy one and leave it outside. To see if I can <laughs> replicate the pumpkin smell. You know what? That's so funny, dude. I took, when I was like, I was like writing a story about it and I was like, I gotta do, I gotta do some more journalism here. So I took an ultra pro that had a bunch of magic cards in it and I left it outside. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I was just writing. I just took it out, out front and left it in the sun so I could smell it later. And uh, it didn't smell like this. Didn't smell like pumpkins. Mm. I'm still going to buy them. Cause I, I'm, I mean, I just won't take them outside and I won't put cards in them. I'll just leave <laughs> the package to be like, you know, pictures to, that are awesome that I can put on the shelf or something. Yeah, for sure. Still cool collectible. Still for sure a cool collectible, and especially for you know the first set. Like if you want to yeah. get all the stuff just to have it, I totally support that. I would not use these boxes. You can do much better. Okay. For 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 not for more money either. Right. Okay. So we're gonna move on to the cards that you got handed. Yeah. And now that we have the entirety of the first chapter revealed. Right. I don't know if you have had a chance to look at the play of those or the the details on them but let's go over maybe in all of these games what was your favorite card to play my favorite card to play from the starter deck uh i said this on a podcast the other day but man i really love uh outlaw aladdin heroic outlaw what a demoralizing play when you shift into that and start swinging on people and make everyone lose. Cause remember in multiplayer, everybody loses to lore when Aladdin banishes. So I get to, and everyone else loses to it's a four ink swing. And if you can work in something like, uh, like that LeFou or his action that or I can't the shield think of virtue. Yeah. Or the, yeah. So the shield of virtue is a great one to like reset him, uh, to keep him safe. 
or you can use uh, that LeFou to ready him. Like if you can figure out ways to keep him alive for, I think if he only lives for one turn, he's still plenty of value. But if you can use one of your action or items to keep him safe for another turn and swing again, uh, it's awesome. It's an incredible card for, for a starter deck. <laughs> yeah, that's an eight-point swing right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and with all of the extra cards re- revealed with Ruby and then whatever ink you may pair it with. Band of Flames. From Sorry. the starter deck, maybe that's going to be, you know, you'll find ways to make it even more powerful. I think so. I think it's definitely playable in a constructed deck with like Fan the Flames and the Shield of Virtue. I think I think you can build around it for sure. Okay, so then on the opposite side, what is your favorite card art? From the starter decks? Ooh. Um, you get one Stitch Abomination in the Ruby Emerald deck, which is our our only like you know alien stitch um so i really love that one um most of my favorite art isn't from the starter decks i really like that second moana that we saw today yeah she's like parting the sea oh man i love that one so much isn't it amazing how there with those last like 40 cards there was still so much amazing art that was revealed yeah yeah there was stunning stuff oh grandma uh, yeah grandma i love the artwork on that one like if they were going to if they were going to capture the essence of Gramatala, they caught it perfectly in that card. Yeah, and it's one of those that has such a great theme, right? Like the whole idea of when she gets banished, she goes into your ink well so she can keep helping you. Yes. It's like so very representative of her character. I think that's really cool. Uh, Mother Gothel has a similar kind of thing. She's like controlling, manipulative, and so when she acts, no one else can act or whatever. Like right. I love the cards that that match the characters really well like that. So what, what other, uh, any other art that just stood out a bit or. Uh, we've seen it for a while ago, I think, but Rafiki Mis- mysterious sage is you get three of them uh, in the amethyst deck. I think that's a gorgeous card. Yeah. I really like uh, Dr. Facilia agent provocateur, even though. Okay. Am I the only one that's like kind of confused about what floodborne are supposed like the design philosophy behind floodborne i know that like narratively we still have questions about like the nature of floodborne but it's kind of weird to me that a whole bunch of floodborne characters just look like that character right like well that- in the in your video ryan said you know that dreamborns are just slightly twist you know, like slightly twisted unique versions uh and floodborns are created by the inklands right yeah he said so now you said narratively there's a reason but I guess the Inklands don't necessarily have to create it where it's vastly different look. Yeah, I mean, when we saw like Hades, King of Olympus, I was like, oh, okay, I get Floodborne, right? Right. Or Stitch like, Rockstar. Or Stitch Rockstar. It's like, okay, this is like multiverse stuff. But then you look at Dr. Vasilia, Agent Provocateur, or the Floodborne Elsa, which is just like her without a ponytail. <laughs> You know, it's like they, it just looks like that character and it's fine and the art's great, but I was hoping all the Floodborne were going to be like multiverse wacky out there kind of stuff. Maybe that's why they started with those two were the first two Floodborns we saw because they were different. So it was easier to get the impression of what Floodborns were, that they were different, even if they didn't look different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just misled. I've been misled. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say as far as the artwork goes? Because like you said, James, we had a lot of amazing artwork drop. And number one, the Bell Legendary for Sapphire. Mm-hmm. The artwork is amazing. Ridiculous. That and card is bomb. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a like build your whole decker on the card. Yeah. That's that's the deck I'm building for Beth. That's Ama- amazing. That's the deck I want to build too. It's but a legendary, also, of course. Of course. <laughs> right. Also the the Hades, the legendary mm-hmm. also on Sapphire. That artwork with the blue flames. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. The Sapphire Legendaries are really good. This could be 30 minutes of us talking about the art on these cards. <laughs> and, you know, we'd get through like 200 cards and be like, um, Just I guess they're cards. all good. Yeah. All right. All right. Message received to James. <laughs> um, Carry on. Starkey hooks. Henry no. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that's that's just amazing how good the art is on all of these. It's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. All no, right. it is. It's, it's, it's my favorite part about the game for sure. Yeah. So here's the question. 
what deck are you going to build first now that you have all the cards available? What are you going to, what are you going to brew up? So, man, that's, that's a really hard question. So like I got to know the Ruby Emerald play style and I really liked it. And as they've been revealing more Ruby and Emerald cards the whole time, I've been like, oh yeah, that's going to fit in that control deck really well. Like, uh, you know, Mother Gothel and like Sudden Chill and all these like really annoying control style style cards. Um, I I do like that play style. I don't. So I'm my big TCG is well CCG is Hearthstone. Um, I collect Pokemon. I've never really played it. I've never really played Magic, but I've played a lot of Hearthstone. And Control is you know horrible. Everyone hates it. It makes games last a million years. It's annoying to play against. Uh, and I don't play control in Hearthstone, but I think that in, in Lorcana, I don't think a control deck is going to make games last a million years. I just don't think it's built that way. Um, so I think it's, it's not going to be that oppressive and it doesn't seem like from the like vague rumblings of the meta that I'm seeing among discord users, that control style is really what people are even pursuing. Like everybody wants to steal plus something, right? Everybody wants like. Uh, big bodies, big damage, win fast. It makes sense. So I like the control style and I'll probably pursue building something like that, but I don't expect it to be like top tier meta or whatever for uh, set one. Man, I have the same issue. Like the there's a content creator uh, duo out there called the Forbidden Mountain. And today they yeah. released like <clears throat> 11 core packages that you can build decks around. And like, I want to play Sapphire, but then they're like, oh, Amber has this healing package. I'm like, wow, you know, that'd be really cool to get my big bodies out on the field and then I could heal them. And then like Ruby has this evasive package. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Like my problem is there's so many decks I want to build. <laughs> and, and this goes to the fact that there's six different inks. There are just so many different combinations that you can build. I don't know how I'm going to have time to test them all out. Or the money or the card availability. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I I have determined that uh, even though most of my favorites because of Frozen are in Amethyst, which will then make that probably the color ink that I choose most often, mm -hmm. uh, I really otherwise don't have a favorite. I just want to play with all the different styles and play with all the different combinations and build all the different things. And I think that's going to be probably where where the fun is of this game is that, you know, you can show up every week to the weekly at, at the local store with a new deck and test it out and have fun with it. Because, I mean, that is kind of gonna be the point is to have fun playing a game. But just what it what it feels like is that you can do that and not get stuck with like, OK, I have to build the deck with this color because this is the only way to win. Uh, I think that it, it's just looking like there's going to be multiple avenues to have decent decks. Yeah, totally. I mean, there there is not going to be some sort of like hardcore competitive tournament scene for this first set. And if there was, it would probably be a very narrow meta. There's probably going to be two, maybe three super dominant decks if you really want to get into like the metagame but um like you were just saying we're, we're just gonna show up and mess around you know like we're we're just gonna try different stuff that's what we should be doing for the debut of the game um and so hopefully like we're not at a store where people are taking it crazy seriously and spending thousands of dollars and trying to net deck our butts off um because <laughs> Well, at least we'll have each other and, and we can <laughs> we can smash together some random stuff and see how it works. I'm really excited to do that for, you know, the next three months. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for my frozen deck. I want to build a bodyguard deck. I want to build a ramp deck. I want to I want to build a, a deck around uh, giant fairy tink and see how that goes and just all these different things and just have some fun doing all these different things. Yeah, Ariel Who's It Collector keeps popping into my mind. Every time I see a cool uh, item, I'm like, oh, yeah, another a Ariel synergy, right? Like, yeah, her with and, that and, some, and some giant crab. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Tomatoa. that's a good card too. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and both the Tomatoas are super fun. Yes, so much fun. That was yeah. uh I I can't it must be in the interview tomorrow, but um Ryan says that the drab little crab was his 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 brainchild. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that card, yeah. Yeah. Same. All right. So what so this is going to get released when Lorcana week is wrapping up. Okay. Uh, so um, basically all of your other interviews and everything else is out. What has like, what has it been like getting all of this stuff out finally? And just like having all the world see all this Lorcana stuff. Uh, man, it's been a blast. It's been a relief too. This was a lot of work. <laughs> I, uh, uh, it's basically been like me and uh, Joe Parlock, our uh, TCG lead at the Gamer, um, leading this for a long time. And we eventually got a lot more editors involved. Our editor-in-chief, Stacy is uh, really into the game now, and she wrote some great pieces this week. And we've had um, features submitted from pretty much like all of our editors at this point, just like our me and Joe's excitement has gotten everyone on our team interested in the game and uh wanting to write about it so it's been really fun as an effort on our end to like all come together to do this thing we've only done this a couple other times we did a dragon age week a couple years ago and we did a mass effect week right before the remake trilogy came out um where we like went and found you know devs that have been out of the business for 10 years and had them talk about like the making of those games and stuff um this is the first time we've done it for like something new um so it was a different beast, you know, like figuring out what, how we can work with Robinsberger and pushing them for more access and asking for stuff and just like going back and forth. Um, huge learning experience. But to answer your question, uh, it's it's just been really fun to finally let everybody see what we've been working on and get it all out there. I mean, I'm just... I just really love this game, man. <laughs> to uh, piggyback off of what you said, where you're like, Joe and I have gotten everybody excited about it because of how excited we are. I mean, as silly as this sounds, I work as a chiropractor. I think a lot of people know, but even a lot of people that pass through my business, like I can't help. And uh, I usually end up talking about, you know, I'm going to Gen Con and this is why I'm going. I'm waving a giant nerd flag here, but it's really awesome. And so many people like get excited because of how excited I am. And if they're not, wanting to play themselves they're like oh this would be something my son would probably be interested in and i think that that speaks volumes to the long-term success of lorcana that's hilarious that you're just like doing an alignment on somebody talking about big tank i i'm a talker um (laughs) when i have patients on the table So mentioning that Jared's going to Gen Con, let's talk about the future of Lorcana a little bit. What are you expecting to see? Because I, uh, Eric, you're going to Gen Con, but not for very much time. Yeah. Uh, but so what are you expecting to see and do? And is there anything that you're looking forward to while you're there besides just being able to be at the event itself? The number one thing for me is um, meeting the community. I think that's going to be so cool. So I'm only there on Saturday. Um, and like, I got to pick my badge when I get there. I got to like check into my hotel. Like I'm doing an overnight flight. So I don't expect I'm going to be able to get any product from the booth. I, I assume people are going to be lining up at four or five in the morning every day to make sure that they get stuff. I'm not going to be able to do that, uh, which is okay. I'll get, I'll get it when I can, but I will get to play in the tournament. I'm playing at 11. I am going to get to see people from the discord. I know that people are going to be wearing their jerseys. I heard when you had Brandon on the show a few weeks ago, talking about the, the jerseys and uh, I'll be easy to spot. People have seen my face in like videos with Ryan and stuff. So, you know, I want, I want to meet people. I want people to say hi. I want people to tell me um, how much they hate my work or like my work or whatever. Um, and I just want to meet everybody. It's going to be cool. Ever since it was announced that Lorcana was going to be at Gen Con, I've, ha- <clears throat> I've had people message me like, hey, we need to meet up. And now that we just get the chance to finally meet up with people, 
like, yeah, number one, obviously I want to get product because that leads into the next subject we're talking about. But number two, and I almost put it as like a 1A, 1B type thing. Like they're both the most important thing to me, but uh, meeting people from the community for sure. Like I've met five or six or seven people from the HQ already, but to me, like I'm going to meet dozens of people at this event and I can't wait. I just know you guys and I know Ixia. Um, I get to meet him and that's it. So everyone else, you know, shout out to Brandon when I meet him. Adara, everybody, Jonti. I don't know if Jonti's. Yeah, Jonti's gonna be there. Medina, yeah. um, all these people that uh that I've like gotten to know a little bit and people I've made friends with. It'll be really cool to finally all meet up. You know who's not gonna be there? Wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> he spent like ten grand at Comic Con. What do you want from him? <laughs> I spent so much money. It was the worst thing. It was not having Hollywood there while it was for a good reason. They're on strike. Not having them there was the worst thing for my yeah. wall because I was just like, oh, let's go to the floor. What do they have? Exclusive? That's a cool thing. Let me buy that. And me, dude. I was the other problem because I just kept buying stuff and bringing it to you. I was like, yeah, hey, you're you like, hey, this? do you want this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> like, I, I'm not actually pulling out my wallet right this second. So it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't care how much it costs right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was the one waiting in line. And then I would just find him and be like, hey, I bought this stuff. You want to buy it from me? And just giving it to him on the floor. <laughs> So, so yeah, word to I'm the wise, if you see Eric at Gen Con, you might want to make sure you hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, I might try to sell if, you stuff. <laughs> if your pocketbook is full. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you have a little extra cash on hand. All right, so, so speaking of having some cash on hand, there was a question that we needed to ask and talk about this, this subject, Jared. What is it? Allocation. Tell yeah. us what you know about allocation. Okay, we're recording on Tuesday. So I'm, I have to give you a little inside baseball because I have a bunch of, uh, I have a dialogue with Ravensburger that I am currently waiting on responses. Um, so when does this come out? Friday morning. Okay. Okay. If you're listening to this right now, there's probably an article out right now where I have talked to them about allocation. I hope. I'm crossing my fingers. I think that's going to happen. But what I can say is I've been talking to store owners. I've been talking to a lot of them. And they're, I mean, if you're in the community, you've probably heard it's pretty dire. Um, These even really big stores are getting very limited stock. you know, James and I, our store is Kingslayer. They have two locations. They're the biggest, I think, in Orange County. And they're getting 100 boosters or boxes between two stores. They're not even going to sell it. <laughs> they're just going to like open it up and sell singles and give it away as tournament prizes. So the two-week lead on LGS is like, sure, that's like a sign of good faith to local stores. But if they have nothing to sell, then it kind of misses the point. Um, so how did that happen? I don't know. I know that at Gamma, when you guys were there, Ryan talked about underestimating the, the, how much people wanted it and wanting to print more. I don't necessarily know if I believe that. Um, how could they not know how high the demand was going to be when making a Disney product? I know. Um, but whatever the case may be, we can all we can really do is hope that it gets better later on today when the app came out uh we found out all the stores that are going to be all the big box stores that are going to be carrying it on september 1st and it's not just target and walmart yeah it's so many i was so surprised it's ridiculous it's like hot topic best buy fye a store i haven't seen in 10 years i used to buy cds there in high school it's like all these uh all these like big box stores and like that's good and that's bad right like it's good because we need the game to reach outside of our little bubble like the game needs exposure and there's no better marketing than people walking through a store and seeing it on the shelf so on the one hand it's good and then on the other hand it's really hard to see all these local stores starving for product while fye and hot topic stock stuff now we don't know what they're going to stock. It could just be gift sets and starter starter decks. decks, Sure. And then like, fine, no big deal. And that's 
that would be for the best. They're certainly not going to have booster boxes, but if they're selling single packs and they just have rows of them at hot topic while my local store, and you know, again, that stuff's MSRP, right? While my local store is, I feel like I'm getting gouged because stuff is double MSRP there. It's, it's not going to be a great, it's not going to be a, a very feel good launch. Um, but that's stuff that's just got to get figured out over time, I guess. Yeah, that's what I've been telling people. I mean, as soon as we heard or had rumblings that uh, production product availability was going to be pretty low, <laughs> I've been telling people to lower their expectations for the first few months, but hopefully they get things, you know, back on track. And by set two, set three, um, they're able to meet all that um, product demand. If you can't get to the parks which most people can't, I, I, I can. <laughs> if you can't get to the parks, Disney.com, shop Disney, sorry, shop Disney.com, uh, Best Buy.com, um, I think, and Amazon, of course. I think that's going to be your best bet is going with online and trying to get in there right when stuff appears. Um, and then I guess just like go hang out at Hot Topic on September 1st, right? <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever tell people to go hang out at Hot Topic right when they open, but <laughs> except to like buy an Avril Lavigne album in 2003. Right. I have to say, I am so surprised that they're selling on Amazon because how many times, uh, James and Eric, if you're paying attention back in the day, how many times did they say that we are not selling online? I think it was that they were not allowing it to be sold online. I don't know about not selling online, but I know that they do. Robinsberger does has a have a, an Amazon store. So I don't know if it's just going to be, I don't know if that they're going to let it. like random stores post up their stuff on Amazon. If they can stop that, I don't know if they can. I'm sure random people could, but I think the, I think Robinsberger themselves may be the ones selling it on Amazon. Yeah. So, okay. That would make more sense. So I don't know anything about this. It's I'm getting into a weird place now where like when I say stuff, people think I, I'm saying stuff that I know because I I used to know some stuff that I told everyone this week. So I don't know anything. I'm just going to speculate for one second based on nothing. But it, this feels like we're at a bit of a tug of war between Disney and Robinsberger because Disney wants to make money and Robinsberger wants to make a successful card game. So it, it kind of feels like the whole two-week early local store thing was a concession for Robinsberger. But then selling it FYE and Hot Topic and all these Disney partners is like, you know, the big business Disney machine saying we need to get our product everywhere. So I feel like that that's why it feels uneven. That's why it feels like a little bit, it feels off because I think that there's probably some kind of a little bit of a tug of war between these two companies. That That's my guess based on knowing absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's kind of the, how I feel about it too. And I think that having them say that they're getting, you know, the, the stores are getting the two week, uh, two week period for this first six sets. I'm hoping that that the the they learn from this first one and how and adjust those numbers so it it has a much more of a feel good thing going forward. Maybe not for the second set as much, but definitely for third sets and on where the stores then are taken care of. And, and, and the game is a success because so much was pumped into the retail market that there are now a ton of people who want to play. And now all these local game stores have this influx of people and they support that by sending more product to them. And I think it's just, I hope it works that way. I hope that's kind of the, the, the path that they take the plan that's happening, but yeah, this, this initial low product on the LGS and, maybe high product and all the retail stuff because now with all with like eight different retail chains that's a lot of product they're gonna have to ship oh my god can you believe how much that must be to sell I mean, with, it on best buy's website and amazon and target like yeah. good lord that must be so much product compared to what local stores are getting there's only a couple thousand local game stores in the country you know right and there's and, like something like over 3000 combined targets and Walmarts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they've got to have so much more. I, I, I don't even have a guess. 70% of the product is going to big box. I don't know. It, it, it's gotta be more, way more. Yeah. I just want to put a cap on this online thing. I went on Twitter and uh, looked up and these tweets that they sent out said they will likely be available online. So my memory 
was incorrect, and I just wanted to correct mm. that before this went out there. Okay. Let the record show. <laughs> I was I was wrong. <laughs> that was first time oh. for everything. Let's get to the final topic that we okay. want to talk about tonight, and that is the future of Lorcana. Mm-hmm. Where do you hope it goes? And where do you think it's going to go? What's the most likely path it takes? But also, where do you hope it goes if that's not it? Um, so my hope is that the the local play scene is healthy. My fear is that it won't be because um, I have to compare it to Pokemon. Um, highly collectible game. A lot of places, it's just not played at all. When you talk to like Jaunty about Toronto, he's like, Nobody plays Pokemon here. You can go to any store. Nobody plays Pokemon. Um, now, it's different where I live. Like our store, Kingslayer, does, has multiple Pokemon nights, and they do pre, pre-release events and stuff. So Pokemon is getting played. I'm on my way to Pokemon Worlds in Japan to watch the all the thousands of top players play. I know Pokemon's getting played, but it's not like Magic. It's not getting played the way Magic is. Um, I, my sincerest hope is that Lorcana is somewhere in between and not just a collector game, not, not on the Pokemon side of collect collectible first game distance second. Um, because I want to play this game. Like I I've been collecting Pokemon cards for a long time and I just, I've gotten to a point with it where I'm like, Oh, that, that one looks cool. I guess I want that. You know, like that's all the passion I have for it because like, I'm not, I got all these cards. I'm not doing anything with them. They're all in a binder in my closet. You know, I have some on display. I have some that are special to me or whatever. Like I love Pokemon cards, but I'm not like passionate about collecting the stuff. Like I want to collect Lorcana cards for a reason. I want to be able to like actually play the game. And I don't want the scene at my local store to dry up and have no one to play with. Cause when it gets to a certain point where it's not popular enough for you to continue investing and playing in it, if it's just going to be, you know, me and James meeting up once a week to play the same decks against each other because nobody else <laughs> wants to play. I don't know how long that's, that's sustainable. So that's, uh, that's not where I think it's going to go, but I am worried it's going to go that direction. And that's really going to depend on what we were just talking about. If Robinsberger can get the product to the stores and give the stores the support they need to create and foster that scene i have to say the same thing and and i think you would agree too like we all just want to play this game like uh we've invested i mean basically a year of our lives up to this point talking about this game and i'm committed to making the local game scene work here in las vegas um my hopes would be in addition to the local game scene is that we do get some of the um stuff like Pokemon and Magic have with the regionals and the nationals and I mean I would love for nothing more than to go to Disneyland and watch a national or world championship of Lorcana out there um my fear uh just like Eric said with the limited product availability and and even speaking about this if if 70% and I know that's just a hypothetical number but if 70% of the product is going to big box stores, there's going to be a lot of people buying this game. But how many of those people are going to go to the local game stores? We talked about this, uh, I think, last week with uh, Gavin and Sarah Jane. Uh, so many of these people are probably just going to play at their kitchen table. But I really ho- hope that uh, Disney Lorcana has a plan to convert some of these people into playing at the local game store. And eventually buying from their local game store as well. And and I really hope that we as a community are welcoming to all these people that come out. That's one thing I'm not worried about, actually. I I think that I, I don't think I don't see this becoming a, a toxic community uh to be part of in any way. It's just like it's just the Disney adult vibe. You know, we're like we definitely are, are a group of people that want to make friends. Yeah. We want we want people to nerd out about uh, Mickey, you know. Yeah. And and Frozen. Oswald. And, and Oswald, and you know, like you know, hey, did you remember? Did you hear about this thing about Disney from like eighty years ago? Uh, yes, I did. Well, then you're my people. Let's go play a game, dude. How can you bully someone over like Lilo and Stitch? You know how <laughs> ridiculous you would look. 
<laughs> that is true. I, know, I was listening to somebody that I can't remember what podcast it was, but they're like, oh, do you think people will get made fun of if little Johnny shows up with the princess deck? And I'm just like, no, I really don't think that's going to happen. I really don't think that's going to happen because I think a lot of us are going to show up with princess decks. I'm going to say I'm going to be rocking a princess deck at least once. Definitely, dude. Half this game is just like pretty girls. Just collecting decks of pretty girls. It's amazing. Yes. I mean, come on. I am going to be collecting all the Elsa cards. (laughs) All right. So let's uh, let's get into the Lorcana lexicon for the week. What word or phrase are we going to cover this week, Jared? So as new cards are introduced, I'm getting more and more familiar with the world of magic than I ever thought that I would be. The word is Wheel of Fortune because Mm. this was a card from Magic, not the game show, but I'm sure it was inspired by the game show. Um, And what it means is, uh, so there was a card that was released called A Whole New World. And this card says, um, when you play this card, you discard all your cards from your hand. Your opponent discards all the cards from their hand and you each draw seven cards. And uh, that's what Wheel of Fortune said as well. Basically, you're getting rid of your hand and you're drawing up to seven. And so I I struggled with this concept, but people have talked me through it, that when you use this card, you're disrupting your opponent's plan with the cards that they have in their hands. And ideally, when you play this card, you are out of cards as well. So you're fueling your game plan. Yes, the professor's research, I think. But that might just be for your own hand. Oh, yeah. That's uh, another one like uh, in Pokemon, Professor Oak, right? Yeah, I heard that main name mentioned. Yeah, it is uh, it is a weird one. I can see why you were like confused about the utility of it because it seems like you're helping your opponent as much as you're helping yourself. But right. if they have a plan and you can disrupt that plan, that's going to be advantageous, even if they end up with more cards than what they had before. Yeah, it's all it's all timing, right? Yeah. And I'll just say with that bell card we were talking about, Wheel of Fortune is definitely the card I want to play on turn five. Mm. So I can fuel that uh, ink well. Right. I like it. Okay. So this is Larkana Week. There is a massive amount of news. Mm-hmm. All of the cards have been revealed. We know all 204 cards. There is almost no reason for us to go through like individual cards or anything like that, because we can all just look at them and we can all discuss them. We may do that in the future as we go past release and we can talk about cards that we like in specific gameplay. But for now, there's a ton of news out there and uh, it would be something that, you know, I don't think we really need to cover in our news section. It's all out there. The app is out. The app is awesome. It's so nice looking. It's clean. It's functional. Looking forward to using it. Uh, Lorcana Week continues. Lorcana Week is well. When this is out, Lorcana Week is almost over. Almost, but we we're going to Sunday. Going to Sunday. Oh. Well, there you go. Two more days of Lorcana Week. Break, coming breaking news right here. This. All right. <laughs> so weeks nice. of seven days, baby. Seven right. days of Lorcana. All right. Hey, you know what? It's Lorcana is life now, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's not. I'll just say that's not like the end of our. Arcana coverage by oh, any no, stretch. Of course not. Um, and we're we're so Sunday is four days before Gen Con. I'll have something for you for Gen Con. I will. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh, so well, now I'm excited. We'll, we'll we'll keep the ball rolling. Nice. So as as you mentioned, I think you mentioned it in uh in an in a podcast or an interview recently. You want the gamer to be a Lorcana hub for information and news for people to find out about Lorcana. And so far, I mean, you, you've been doing a great job with the, there's a massive amount of stuff you guys have been cranking out with all of the, and not just like, here's the deck list, but actual reviews and discussions and all of that kind of thing. So it's really appreciated that there is this place to send people with, do you want to find out about stuff? You know, go read all the oracles on the gamer. So that's really cool. Thanks, man. I mean, I I get why the big sites aren't doing it yet. They're going to wait for the game to pop, and then they're going to capitalize. But we have an opportunity to be the Lorcana site now and grow with the game. And I think that's really cool. I'm excited about it. Right. 
I just want to know when are we going to get an article about which deck to play according to your astrological sign? <laughs> I think that was yesterday. <laughs> I want to say that came out yes Thursday. Wait, did it really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my God, we are all over that. If you Google Zodiac or not Google, if you go to the gamer and you put Zodiac in the search bar, you'll find, I don't know, five hundred. <laughs> like people love it. People love that. Uh, yeah, we have that. We we did that for uh for Larkhan. I think I think that went up yesterday. Hey James, I'm sensing a future podcast idea here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up with some Disney Jeopardy. Are you ready? Ooh, let's do it. So now he's so, a Dis- Eric's a Disney fan. <clears throat> yeah, quite knowledgeable about Disney stuff. So mm-hmm. this might be possibly a little difficult. But who knows? We've know. many I'm, things about these questions in the past, whether they're easy or hard, and we we're always surprised how it happened. Names, so well, and um, so this week we're doing something a little special because we know that Eric is a huge Goofy movie fan. Yeah, and so I have a series of five questions from a Goofy movie, and not only that, I tested these with a fellow. A goofy movie fan as well, and he <laughs> approves of these. It was Liam from the Illumiteers. So nice. Are you ready? Let's let's give it a shot. All right. This was the final destination of the road trip that Goofy had planned in a Goofy movie. Uh Lake Destiny. So this is where I'm from. So I have to hear you say the last word. Lake <laughs> Destiny. What's what what state? Lake Destiny. Idaho? Idaho, yes. Yeah! I would have given it to you either way, but when growing up, hearing something like from Idaho, I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, so ding, ding, ding. Nice. For 200, this is this is who voices the character of Powerline. Oh, I'm so bad with names, dude. Uh, well, first of all, Powerline doesn't talk, okay? I think you meant this is who sings the Powerline song. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The 200, <laughs> this is who sings the character Powerline. I don't know. Billy something? I Seems like a Billy. I want to throw Liam under the bus for this one because he specifically said I should ask you this one. So the answer is who is Tevin Campbell? Kevin Campbell. I'll never Tevin forget with it. a T. Oh, Tevin. Yes. Right. And this is the this is the performer who at the power line or I mean at the Goofy Movie 20th anniversary panel at D23 a few years ago mm. came out and sang one of the songs. Amazing. Like right at the end of the panel, just like in this room. Like it wasn't even one of the big rooms. It was only like, you know, 500 people or whatever. It was so I good. Can't believe I missed it. Well, we're only two years away from 30th. So let's see what Whoa. we have. <laughs> okay. For 300, during the song On the Open Road, Goofy visualizes Max as a convict bearing this number. Oh my god! <laughs> I t- told you <laughs> I got you question? some hard ones. Howdy boys, is this the way to Nashville? That's the one. Watch it, Mac, or you'll be getting towed. Uh, the number on his shirt is 69. Let's go! Uh, 41? No. I add 100 to that. 141. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. It's not 69, but I'll. I'll We're not counting that. (laughs) That's a very hard question. It is. That should have been a 500, maybe. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, I know what. What do you you think the significance of that number is? 141? I'm sure it means something. I don't know. Maybe it just just look good. I do apologize. Like, I know you're a big Goofy movie fan, and it's like, I could lob you up softballs, like, uh, this was the profession that Goofy was, and you get that easy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took pictures of kids at Sears. <clears throat> anyway, for four hundred. <laughs> now you're making me regret these th- questions. Um, no, it's it's much more fun making Eric miss these <laughs> than any other guest we've had on. <laughs> this is the name of the actor who plays Bobby. Oh. Uh, Polly Shore. Ding, 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 yes. ding. Okay. Yeah. You got the 400 question. Zimaruski. All right. Are you ready for the bonus points? Are you ready for the 500 question? Is it about the Leaning Tower of Cheesa? 
<laughs> this is the name of the hotel that Max and Goofy stay at. They stay at a hotel. <laughs> Remember, motel? they're they're in that. Uh, oh, okay, motel. Okay. Yes, and they have the pizza, and Goofy and Pete are in the hot tub, and that's when uh, Pete's yeah. like, "You gotta put them under your thumb." Put them under your thumb, Goof. I don't know, but it is a good question. Sorry. Okay, uh, the answer is, what is the Neptune in? The Neptune in. Wow. I guess I need to um, bone up on my goofy movie trivia. So just just for clarification here, of these questions, I would have gotten one. Yeah, Polly Shore? Polly Shore would be the only <laughs> one I would have gotten. You would not have gone Lake Destiny, Idaho? No, I've only seen the goofy movie like two times. Oh, okay, that's fair. I'm, I'm with Eric. Like I've watched it, movies, but I we we've only watched it a couple of times over the years. So it I've is, also watched it several times. It is a very thoughtful and uncomplicated movie. Uh, it's very close to my heart, and it's just good dad stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the dads. What's up with that? Only dads in that movie. No moms. <laughs> well, Roxanne doesn't have a mom. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Disney Max doesn't have them. Doesn't like moms. Ain't, ain't no, a single is... mom in that thing. <laughs> anyway, wrapping this up, Eric, it's yeah. been a blast. It's been a pleasure having you on here. Have me back. Wanna... We will. I'll be the third <laughs> chair. Let's do it every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> you're bu- you're too busy. I am. So I true. really am. We we can't afford you here. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if people want to find you, I mean, we've talked a lot about the gamer already. Yeah. But if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, the, the the website formerly known as Twitter. Yes, I'm still I'm still on there for the time being. They're trying to ruin it, but I'll I'll stick it out. That's uh, at Epic Schweitzer. Spelled like it sounds, I think. I've always said that, but I don't know if it's true. So it's uh, pronounced Schweitzer and not Switzer. It is. It's okay. My bad. Schweitzer. Schweitzer. Very German. I've been Sfeitza and uh, the gamer and I'm on the discord. I change my name all the time. So it might be hard to find me, but right now it's the Eric, the gamer. So that should be easy. Yeah. That's easy right now. It's easy right now. Um, I think if you just at uncle Jasper, it'll, it'll tag you. If you just go on the discord and say, where's that gamer guy? Somebody will point you in the right direction. Yeah. There's this fa- there's this handy little function now in the in Lorcana news section where you can go and click and there is a a uh, a thread or whatever we want to call it a, yeah. a post for the gamer and so you can go in there and you can get all the articles from the gamer it's pretty awesome yeah if you want to catch up with Lorcana week we have a hub you can just go to one page and just scroll through eighty articles or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. And uh, we've got our videos on the Gamers YouTube channel. My stuff with Ryan is up now. We just put up a new interview. So it's been a very, very fun Lorcana week. I hope everyone enjoys it. Yes. And it's thegamer.com. Thegamer.com. All right. Cool. All right. And if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on the podcast of your choice. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm still going with Twitter as well. (laughs) <laughs> at Citizens of Lorcana and James, where can they find you? I am everywhere online at Dan Regal, and you can also check out geekshotphoto.com for links for my wife and I, even though we never update the website. And uh, Comic Con is over, so I am going into hibernation on Comic Con stuff. So uh, that is it. So thank you all uh, for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. I'm waving. <laughs> <laughs>